0: Hello, hello, welcome to Ruston, Louisiana, and welcome back to another Wednesday morning where we talk about supernatural secrets to gather, to generate, to empower, and to acquire wealth. Every Wednesday at 1130 a.m., you can join me here on the live stream where I give you the supernatural secrets that the Bible has hidden pertaining to gathering wealth in your life. You know, believe it or not, God doesn't want you broke. God doesn't want you scraping the bottom of the barrel all the way through life or grow up the way that I grew up. You know, I grew up in uh, abstract poverty, we'll call it that, where I remember days where I had to eat Top Ramen for lunch, not that that's like a terrible Uh, Thing I mean there's people that have it much worse than I had it But it's not exactly nutritious and it's not exactly living life at the top. So God wants you blessed God does not want you poor. He doesn't want you broke. He doesn't want you sick He doesn't want you to live like hell on your way to heaven and that's what these Wednesday mornings are for So this morning, I'm gonna give you three supernatural keys to acquire wealth To where as you wake up in the morning and as you go throughout your day, you are guaranteed that you are a magnet for financial wealth to come into your life. As you're jumping on this morning, let me know in the comments where you're watching from. Give this video a thumbs up right now, whether you're watching it live or after it's already been posted, and share it with somebody. Let's get this out to the world. Let's get this out to people that need to know that God wants them blessed. Good morning, Lamar. Good morning, Mercy. Good morning, Eliana, Eugenia, Mercedes. Good morning. God bless you, everybody. Let's get up to 100 live viewers this morning. And I'll get right into the word. Eliana's in Texas. Mercy's in Pennsylvania. Robert in Tulsa, Oklahoma. God bless you, Robert. Good to see you in Tulsa. Good morning, Megan. You know, I remember when I first got Revelation... On the fact that God did not want me to have to struggle through life. And now, I want you to don't hear what I'm not saying. Because a lot of people will say, oh, those faith preachers. They just think that life's going to be fairy tales and pixie dust. No, there will be trials in life. There's going to be hurdles you have to hop through. There's going to be mountains that pop up in your life. There's going to be a Goliath every once in a while. There's going to be enemies in the land. But. The Bible gives you every weapon, every tool, and every ounce of supernatural strength that you need to uproot the mountain, to take down the Goliath, to remove the enemy, and to move forward and possess the promises that God has waiting for you. So don't hear what I'm not saying when I say that God doesn't want you to struggle through life. I'm saying God wants you to be blessed, and even though struggles might happen, even though Mountains might appear, God will equip you for every good work. God will empower you to move those mountains and to move forward. Somebody type in the comments, I'm moving forward. And let's get right into it. Hey, Franco, God bless you. God bless you in Romania. God bless you in Philadelphia. God bless you in Atlanta. I love our crew. We're increasing tremendously. And I'm very, very blessed. Just so you're aware before I get into it, You can join me every morning at 1130 a.m., and I teach the Word on here to you. And I have a surprise for you. I believe the first weekend of September, we're going to be having a revival weekend. So if you're anywhere near Louisiana, and what I mean is within like 10 to 12 hours of Louisiana, if you can get there in one day, I'm telling you, you're going to want to get here. We're going to have signs, wonders, miracles. It's going to be a blast. This is the first time I'm mentioning it, so you get a first taste. But expect that. Put it on your calendar. Make sure the first weekend of September you have available because we're going to put on something great, and I want you to come. I want you to join me. I want you to come meet my pastors. I want you to come meet the people at Faith Church Rustin, and I want you to encounter God. Amen? Amen. These are the three keys to acquiring wealth. To acquiring wealth. James Powell said, where in Louisiana? Ruston, Louisiana. Up in the northern section of Louisiana. Number one. The first key to acquiring supernatural wealth and to break the back of poverty forever is you must believe it's God's will for you to prosper. Somebody type in the comments, God wants me to prosper. You must believe it with your whole heart. Don't doubt it. You must choose today to draw a line in the sand and know without a shadow of a doubt, it is God's will for you to prosper. It is God's will for you to not be in the same place tomorrow as you are today. To be higher, to increase, to grow, to move up in life, to be in a further, more prosperous position tomorrow than you are today. To prosper. Why? Not just for you. God loves you. You're his child. Of course he wants you to prosper. But it's not just for you. God told Abraham, I will bless you in order to make you a blessing. So when God blesses you and God increases you, it's so that he can also increase and bless those around you so that not only you don't have to be broke, your kids don't have to be broke Your cousins don't have to be broke. Your immediate family doesn't have to be broke. The people around you can prosper because God prospers you. Number one key to acquiring wealth. You must believe it is God's will to prosper you. If you doubt it, if you give into religious thoughts where they think God wants you to be poor your whole life to learn some lesson because they take one Bible verse that says, don't you know that God chose the poor to be great in faith. You don't have to be poor to be great in faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You can get God's word in you and you can have great faith. You don't have to be poor to have great faith. Number one, believe it is God's will to prosper you. Go with me to Psalm chapter one and I'm gonna give you a couple scriptures here. The first Psalm, listen to this. Blessed, That word blessed means to multiply abundantly. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, being his word and his statutes. And in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he will prosper. Whatever I do prospers because I love God's word, I meditate on God's word, I delight in God's word. I've, uh, uh, I've structured my life within the parameters and the boundaries of God's word. Therefore, I'm a tree planted by rivers of water. I bear fruit in every season, and everything that I do prospers. God's will is for you to prosper in everything that you do. Go with me to Psalm chapter 112. Listen to this. Man, I I know, I know if you guys keep joining me for these Wednesday mornings, you're not going to be in the same place tomorrow as you are today. This time next year, you're going to be like, wow, I'm so thankful that he taught on money. (laughs) When everybody else was too scared, they were too worried about the persecution. Everybody else was frightened to teach on money. I'm thankful that Talon came on here and he taught me about money. That's all right, Amber. It's good to see you. Good morning, Brooke. Listen to this. Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and who delights greatly in his commandments. His offspring shall be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright is blessed. Wealth, verse 3, Psalm 112, verse 3. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Excuse me. Wealth and riches are in his house. The Bible says when you delight in the commandments of the Lord, his will is for wealth and riches to be in your house. Wealth and riches. And you know what that word wealth and riches means in the original language? Wealth and riches. Glory to God. There is nothing in God's word that says that he wants you to be poor. Not one. You can't find one scripture that says God wants me to be poor. Not one. Third one. Third John chapter one, verse two. Listen to this. New Testament. Third John one, verse two. And we're going to cruise along through here. I want to get all these scriptures into your spirit. And then I'm going to pray for people at the end that God will give you financial breakthrough. 3 John 1 verse 2. Beloved, this is Paul praying for the church. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you. And that you may be in good health and prosper even as your soul prospers. God wants you to prosper to be in good health, and to prosper even as your soul prospers. So as your soul prospers, your mind, your will, and your emotions, it will acquire wealth for you. You'll have Holy Ghost ideas, where to invest your money, what job venture to go down, how to acquire a promotion, how to make a side hustle, how to start generating multiple streams of income. As your soul prospers, God will prosper every area of your life. God wishes above all things that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. So those of you that are jumping on right now, these are three supernatural keys to acquiring wealth. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up and share it with somebody that needs to know how to prosper financially in life. First key, you must believe it is God's will to prosper you. Number two, you must know that you have a covenant with God. Somebody write that down and type it in the comments. I have a covenant with God. I'm in covenant with God. God doesn't break his covenant. The same way God had a covenant with Moses and with Abraham and with Isaac, and with Jacob, and with David, and with Joshua, and with Solomon, God always upholds his end of the covenant. That's good to hear, Sean Foster. I've got, I've got big plans to help a lot of people, so I need more wealth than that. <laughs> Sean Foster said, and that hey, if that's where you want to be in life, that's great. He said, only wealth I need is food, water, and shelter, And also the gym. I really like working out. Well, I'm glad. See, if if financial prosperity wasn't a reality, I wouldn't be able to feed the 1,200 kids that we feed every month. I wouldn't be able to help the 11 other ministries that we help every month. I wouldn't be blessed in order to be a blessing. I would be so focused on paying my rent, on my groceries, on surviving. I wouldn't be able to help other people. But because I'm in covenant with God... I know that my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory. That whatever I sow, I reap. And it comes back to me pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I know that my covenant with God will produce a blessing so great that I don't have enough room to store it all. Therefore, I'll be able to give it out generously. Know your covenant with God. You must know you have a covenant with God. Go to Galatians chapter 3. And I want you to read, this will be your homework. I want you to read the entirety of Galatians chapter 3. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I'm going to read this little bit to you. Galatians 3 verse 29. If you are Christ's, meaning if you have faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you are Abraham's seed or offspring in the faith. Abraham is the father of our faith and heirs according to the promise. Therefore, you've inherited the promises that were given to Abraham by your faith in Jesus Christ. We've received the promises that were given to Abraham's seed. Galatians 3.16 says, Now the promises made to Abraham and his seed... That promise made to Abraham, the multiple, co- the covenant and the multiple promises given to Abraham now are applied to your life. Well, what are the promises? Deuteronomy 28. I'm the head, I'm never the tail. I'm on top only and never beneath. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in everything that I undertake. Everything I put my hand to prospers. So you can write down, read Galatians 3 and Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. The blessing given to Abraham. I'm blessed in every area of my life. My enemies come against me one way, but they flee before me seven different ways. There is nothing in my life that is not blessed by God. I am blessed and anointed to acquire wealth. I'm a magnet for financial prosperity. Everywhere I go, money comes to me. Because I'm a giver, I'm a tither, I'm a sower, and I'm a reaper. Angels are bringing in financial harvest to me all the time. And he told him, he told Abraham in Genesis 12, I will bless you in order to make you a blessing. So if you don't have enough finances in your life to take care of you and other people, you're not living in the blessing of God. You need to acquire the wealth that takes care of you and others. James Powell said, please post scripture. I'm I'm reading them off to you. If people type them in the comments, that'll help you. Genesis 3, Deuteronomy 28. All right, here's the third supernatural key to acquiring great wealth. Give offerings that move the heart of God. This one, this is where I see a lot of people miss it. Give offerings that move the heart of God. Go with me to Malachi chapter one, and then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God gives you financial breakthrough today. And in the next seven days, you have money miracles. Amy Pope said, didn't God say, give to Caesar, what is Caesar's give to God? What is God's lay? Not your treasures on earth. If you're the world, you inherit the death it offers. Amy, great point. But you have to read all of the Bible, not just a couple of your favorite verses to justify why you're broke. Jesus said, give Caesar taxes. They said, should we give Caesar his taxes? That's the context that they were talking about. He said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Therefore, give Caesar his taxes. Everything from start to finish has had to do with finances when it comes to giving offerings to God. Livestock, gold, silver, bronze, iron. God said, bring tithes and offerings into my house that there might be food in my house. So finances is not just for the government. Finances is for God. That's why Jesus said, Where a man's money is, there his heart will be also. If all of your money goes to Caesar, that means you love Caesar. If all of your money goes to God, that means you love God. All right. Anyway, I don't have time to, I don't have time to like tear people apart. I'm going to try to be nice. It helps if people just jump on the live stream and they listen as you read the Bible. Hey, Colton, I saw you called me. Sorry, I'm doing a live stream. If people would just listen to the word, it would answer a lot of their questions. All right, number three, give offerings that move the heart of God. If it doesn't move you when you give it, I guarantee you it doesn't move God. That's a hard pill to swallow, but it'll change your life. Listen to this, Malachi chapter 1. Starting in verse six. That's all right, Colton. I forgive you. (laughs) That's right, Brooke. Pay your taxes and pay your tithes. Hey, as you're jumping on right now, give this video a thumbs up and share it with somebody. These are the three supernatural keys to acquiring wealth. Profane offerings. So there is such a thing as a profane offering. There is such a thing as giving God an offering that is glorious, that he marvels at, that he loves like Solomon did when Solomon gave him those 1,000 bowls and everybody else gave him seven, it said that God was so pleased with Solomon's offering that he went and gave him a dream and said, whatever you want, I will give it to you. Imagine honoring God with your wealth so much that he comes to you and he says, I'm so pleased with your offering. Ask me whatever you want and I'll give it to you. That's a real thing. God is no respecter of persons. What God did for Solomon, God will do it for you. I'm telling you, get a hold of this message today. I feel the anointing on it. God's going to do financial miracles in your life this week. You're going to be shocked. Come Sunday morning when you go to give your tithe and your offering, there's some people that are watching this right now, it'll be the biggest tithe and the biggest offering you've ever given at church. Praise the Lord. (laughs) P. Jeffrey said, I gave 10% of my income and then I got cancer. That was three years ago. Well, I don't know. I know God didn't give you cancer, so. He'll take it away from you. Keep giving. Listen to this. Malachi chapter one, starting in verse six. A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am a father, where is my honor? This is God talking to his people. And if I am a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts. O priests who despise my name. But you say, how have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar. But say, how have we defiled you? By saying that the table of the Lord is contemptible. When you offer a blind sacrifice, is it not evil? When you offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now to your governor. Would he be pleased with you or accept you, says the Lord of hosts? So God is rebuking his people because they're bringing blind animals and sick animals as their offerings. How many Christians bring a dollar or two to church on Sunday and put it in the offering basket and say, there you go, God, be blessed. Hope you can really feed those orphans. Hope you can really take care of these people. Mm -mm. God watches as we give. Did you know that there's actually angels? And this is a whole nother sermon. I don't want to get into this. There's actually angels in the services that keep track of your giving. Mary Kay Baxter, she went and visited heaven. And one of the things that Jesus showed her was that there's angels in every church service that write down every time you give every time you tithe, every time you give an offering. Angels actually keep extremely accurate records of your finances. So God is saying, why are you giving blind sacrifices? Why are you giving terrible offerings? Am I not worthy of honor? Listen to this. Verse 9. But now do this instead, he says, entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us. With such offerings from your hands will he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts. Who is there among you who would shut the doors that you might not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept any offering from your hand. For from the rising of the sun to its setting my name will be great among the nations, and in every place incense will be offered to my name, and a pure offering. For my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you profane it, in that you say the table of the Lord is defiled and its fruit, that is, its food is contemptible. You also say, What is a weariness in it? And you snort at it, says the Lord of hosts. You bring in what is stolen, the lame or the sick, thus you bring an offering. Should I accept this from your hand, says the Lord? But cursed be the. All right, we're not going to get too far into it. God just goes ham on his people. But then as you read, As he gets into Malachi chapter 3, he says, There is a way to bring a tithe and an offering that honors me. And when you do it, he says, I will open the windows of heaven so wide for you that I pour out a blessing so great on your life that you won't have enough room to store it all. He says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. And when you do this, when the devil can't touch your money, and God opens the windows of heaven on your life, that is how you acquire wealth. Bring tithes and offerings that bless God. I want you to type this in the the comments. If it doesn't move me, it will not move God. If it doesn't move me, it will not move God. When you give offerings to ministries, when you give your tithe to the church, does it move you? Are you moved with emotion when you give financially? If you are, then God will be moved. I guarantee it. But if you're not, then God won't be moved. I remember there was a time where I gave almost, there was multiple times I emptied my bank account. But there was one specific time that I did it and it changed my life. I gave everything. I emptied my bank account. I really like watches. And I gave all of my watches. Thank you for the offering in the chat. I gave all of my finances that I had. I gave all of my watches away. I gave everything of value that I had one time at a meeting when somebody was teaching me like this. And it broke poverty off of my life forever. And somebody came up and blessed me with more money than I've ever been blessed with at one time. And I got blessed. God touched me. I felt the fire of God come upon me in a meeting and it changed my life. So giving offerings that move the heart of God will change your life forever. I want you to be someone that does that. I want you to be someone that moves the heart of God when you give tithes and when you give offerings. A lot of people, they just tip God. They come to church on Sunday or they'll sit under a teaching like this. And they'll give like $5 or $10 to the gospel. Meanwhile, they're spending $100 a month on Starbucks. Or $100 a month on Chick-fil-A. You can be someone that moves the heart of God with your giving. And I believe you will be. Hallelujah. These are the three supernatural keys to acquire wealth in your life. Number one, you must believe it is God's will that you prosper. Number two, you must understand you have a covenant with God. And number three, you must give offerings that move the heart of God. Amen? Amen. Someone said I should stream on Twitch as well. Maybe. Maybe we'll get to that one day. Right now, I got all my focus on YouTube because we're we're blowing up quick on YouTube. My goal is to hit at least 500,000 by the end of September. Maybe even more. Praise the Lord. Well, I hope you got something from this. I believe you did. I want to pray that God does financial miracles in your life. This week and going forward the same way that he's done in my life. That you'll never be broke another day in your life. That you'll only increase and you'll never go backwards. Praise the Lord. Before I pray for you, I want to give you an opportunity to give this morning. And to test your faith. Practice what you just learned this morning. Ask the Lord if he would have you give today. And give an offering that would move the heart of God. For some people, $100 would move their heart. For some people, $500 would move your heart. For others, $1,000 or $10,000 would move your heart. Ask God what would move your heart and what would move His heart. And whatever number He puts on your heart, I believe, God, you'll be obedient and you'll give. As you know, we feed 1,200 kids every month. We have 11 other ministries that we give to financially every month and we're reaching millions and millions of people with the word of God each and every month. We reached over 26 million people last month on social media and we do in-person evangelism as well. So every dollar that you give helps us to advance the gospel and we're very, very thankful for your giving. The different ways that you can give are on your screen. Cash app, dollar sign, Revival Way. Venmo at Revival Way. PayPal at Revival Way. Or you can go to our website, RevivalWay.com, and become a monthly partner. I encourage you, become a monthly partner with us. Even if it's $20 a month, $50 a month. Whatever number God puts on your heart, become a monthly partner with us. The link is going to be in the chat for you right now. For you to give. You can also give through Super Chat on YouTube. Thank you, Dominic, for your giving. God bless you. And for those of you that become financial partners with us each month by going on our website, you'll get private access to me and our partner Zoom call every month. Every month I do a Zoom call with our financial partners and I go into deep, deep teachings of the Word of God and I answer your questions for you. So thank you for your giving. We really, really appreciate it. You're helping us to make a difference in this world by preaching the gospel. Let me pray that God does a financial miracle in your life this week in Jesus' mighty name. For those of you that are giving. That's right. Megan said, partner up. Do it. It's more than worth it. I just had a nice conversation with Megan yesterday on social media. And uh, she's on her way out of financial debt. I believe her financial debt is canceled in Jesus' name. The Bible says you are the lender, never the borrower. That'll be your reality, Megan. You'll never be in debt another day of your life. As God pulls you out of this debt, you'll be debt free forever and God will use you to help other people get out of debt. In Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for every person that's giving today. Thank you for your word as it went forth. Thank you, it's your will for us to prosper. Every person under the sound of my voice, as they sow financial seed, would you produce a miracle financially for them This week angels go cause the word to work and cause the money to come bring in our financial harvest Satan take your hands off of their money. Take your hands off of my money Angels bring our finances in cause the money to come in Jesus mighty name And everyone said amen amen and amen well You can join us every single Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. And I'll teach you what the Bible says about money. But I'm going to tell you right now, do not miss tomorrow. As soon as you get off of this live stream, I want you to go and click the notify me bell on our live stream for tomorrow. There's going to be a link right now in the comments. You can tap that and you can make sure that you're notified tomorrow morning at 11.30 a.m. I'm going to teach you how to activate your faith. How to make your faith work for you. How to uproot mountains and cast them into the sea. How to kill Goliaths. How to drop the walls of Jericho. So go ahead, click that link that's in the chat for you right now. And make sure that you get notified for tomorrow morning. Our Thursday morning groups is when I go deep. Those live streams, I call it Let's Get Deep. And I teach you the deep things that are in the Word of God. So join me tomorrow morning at 1130. I love you. Be blessed. Adios.